Dirty girl, dirty girl, dirty girl podcast. People are dirty and they're in quarantine and they are looking for something to listen to. So they're downloading this podcast for you. Hello, my fellow friends in quarantine. So I have been using this downtime to try and get back to being in shape. So I've been exercising a lot. And as a result, it's been making me exhausted, like way more tiring than the normal average work day. So last night I took a shower after my really long run and I got out of the shower and realized there was something touching my leg and I started to freak out. I thought it was a bug and then realized I had taken like a full 15 minute shower with my tampon still inside my body. So that's how I've been spending my quarantine exhausted from working out and, you know, just trying to be eco-friendly by reusing my tampon in the shower. In the past two weeks, I've only done my dishes twice. They keep piling up in my sink and it's gross and there are fruit flies, but I still don't want to do them. Remember the 25-year-old girl whose first heartbreak happened days before quarantine lockdown? Yeah, she's still here. Surviving, but not necessarily thriving. Yet. So last update I gave, the ex texted me for the first time post-breakup. During a global pandemic. I've summarized it here. Hey, Times are scary, and I know you shouldn't reach out to your ex because it's the caring thing to do to let wounds heal, and I saw you blocked me, which is fine. I get it. But I keep thinking of you and how you're doing, and I want to say I hope you and your family are doing okay and are safe. Ah, shit. Do I ignore you? Because it seems like this text is just to make yourself feel better, as I have been successfully riding the no-contact train for a month. Or maybe you genuinely just want to wish me well. Against my friend's response drafts via a Google Doc, I responded a day later with, Hey, I hope that you and your family are healthy and doing okay as well. Done. No thanks, because thanks for what, leaving me right before the shitstorm? But I did mean what I said, because I'm not a shitty human being. And then I felt like this whole exchange was just two steps forward, a big one back. I mean, I've been doing a lot of things to help myself feel better reading poetry, meditation, marathon training, incessantly watching Sex in the City and post-breakup YouTube videos, or taking things he gave me and either throwing them away or redesigning them to take back mental ownership. Side note, what do you do with a sex toy he gave you as a gift? Use it but think of someone else? Donate to Goodwill because it's too expensive to throw away? Bedazzle it? Regardless, the good deeds of healing would then be outweighed by the bad creeping back. Quarantine dreams that are way too vivid and real that are, of course, all starring you. Not a single ounce of creativity. No singing, dancing, acting, shit. I even despise fucking TikTok right now. And yes, I'm still not over him. A secret .01% of me is just waiting for him to show up at my doorstep like Hugh Grant in a rom-com. But then I'm just like, stop. Stop all these thoughts. It's only been two months post my first real relationship. 
patience. The one quality I have never possessed. There are good days and there are bad days. Two steps forward, one step back. As is everyone during this quarantine, regardless of a heartbreak. I guess all I can do is look at this difficult time in an even more difficult circumstance with a more grateful heart and an opportunity to grow. I have more time for myself with no distractions of work, going out, or the responsibilities of life to numb the pain. Rather, I have the opportunity to embrace it, really experience and really sit in it and work through the pain, loneliness, deep fears, and weaknesses I bottled up. And hey, I keep telling myself, if I can get through my first heartbreak during a global pandemic, I can get through any heartbreak after this. Healing isn't linear. I'm proud to have loved someone. I'm proud of my strength and patience. And I'm proud of myself. So what will happen when I see him for the first time at a friend's party post-quarantine? More updates to come! It's been interesting. These past couple weeks in the quarantine have been interesting for sure. I definitely did pick up bad habits immediately. Um, such as, I mean, I didn't brush my teeth for a while. I was really depressed and I feel like this is, it, I mean, it gets everyone in a very, um, in a very hermit, this hermit mode makes me depressed and I, I I hope I'm not the only one in that same boat um and it can it can be a really sad hole to be in and develop bad habits um the first week I started drinking every day like every day um like it was three o'clock in the afternoon and I was like well fuck it I have nothing else to do <laughs> I remember I woke up um, I think another day and I was like, well, I might as well make a mimosa. It felt like I was in Vegas. Like, and then I, my body started to feel like, um, like how it did when I went to Vegas, which it was like shutting down. I felt myself very dehydrated. Um, my heart beat was racing. And that's when I knew I was like, oh shit, I've been drinking so much alcohol. Fuck. Um, so now I've, this week I've only had it twice. It's tough. It's tough because it's just like, you know, it's, it's a depressant and, and you're aiding to that hermitness. Um, and I don't like it. I've been also trying to make healthy habits. Um, another bad habit I've been doing is smoking every day. I don't think it's like a bad habit. I just think. It's a habit I've developed now just because there's nothing else to do. So I've been smoking from like 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. Maybe later. And now I my, my tolerance is so much higher. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even feel it. Maybe that's just my depression. Um, yeah, sometimes I just don't feel anything. Like right now, on Friday at 8.57 a.m., I feel nothing. 
and that's okay. Just checking with myself. I check in with my body a lot throughout this quarantine. Since I can't check my emails, <laughs> since there's nothing in there, I guess I gotta check in with my body, which is good. Um, I have a dog. Uh, she's been keeping me sane. She's been keeping me really sane. I've been also realizing I've been going insane. So sometimes I just talk. I mean, I've always talked to myself, but now I just talk to fill the boredom void. <laughs> like whenever I talk to us, whenever I talk to my dog, you know, I talk to her like normal, like, hey, girl, what's up? Or I'm like, hey, boo boo. Or like, where are you going? But now, like, sometimes whenever she'll come up to me, I'll be like, a puppy, the puppy, the puppy, the puppy. Oh, my gosh, it's the puppy. It's the puppy. Look at the puppy. Like, I'll just say stuff like that. But now that's just become my regular vocabulary every day. <laughs> I want to come out of this just talking baby talk, but like to everything, um, not to babies. But yeah, it's been interesting. Um, and a healthy habit I've been trying to do is I've been trying to exercise. So I am getting more, another reason why I'm not drinking so I can stay hydrated. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my goal is to run like nine miles a week. I ran three miles the other day and I was like, holy shit. Even my body was like, holy fucking shit. Are you okay? Um, and then I, yeah, that's my goal. And then I just bought a stationary bike. Like, that's how. That was, like, the impulse of the buy uh, when everyone was first told to stay at home. I was like, I guess I got to buy a stationary bike just so I could watch uh, Ugly Delicious on my desktop and ride my bike at the same time, you know? But that's been my life. I've also been drawing. I've been making this video series, which has also been keeping me sane. Um, called High Class. And I just get high as fuck. And I draw. <laughs> that's been really fun. It's been, that's been fun. Also trying to get, like, new activities and new skills. There's so much free time. But also now I've, like, planned out my days that I have no free time. I'm an idiot <laughs> fuck about a month before we got quarantined which i believe was like march 16th or something it was like a stay-at-home order i actually was supposed to be in japan for about two weeks and a half I was supposed to come back on march 6th and that got canceled not because of corona but because my ex and i broke up a week before our trip to japan so this has just been a crazy year for me. Um, the quarantine has almost been a blessing in disguise, I'd say. I think the hardest part is struggling with depression and anxiety, especially because I am going through a breakup. And you really have to confront what you're going through during this time because you have so much time on your hands. And I say it's a blessing in disguise because you find yourself really actually working on the issues that you never even thought you had before. And it's funny because the next time you go into a relationship, I feel like the in-between, nobody really works on themselves. I mean, they do, but they go out and they have distractions, but no one really does the actual like 
sit down internal work, journal it out and be like, what's wrong with me? What do I need to fix? And I've actually been doing that because I'm like, well, I have nothing else to do. And I'd rather be mentally strong and come out of this and be perfectly fine rather than go party and have all these distractions and then come back home and be like, oh my God, I'm miserable. I'm so unhappy. I miss my ex, blah, blah, blah. You know, all those kind of things. So weirdly, it's been a blessing in disguise for me. Of course, Corona is not a blessing. I think just personally having to stay at home has been a blessing because I think it's actually made me more thankful for things. It's made me more thankful for my family. It's made me more thankful for friends and communication with friends and time with myself. And I feel like a lot of people have a hard time being alone and this is the time where we have to be okay with that. And I think that's been really healthy for me. And I'm not saying that this has been a complete easy ride. It has been more so a roller coaster for me because I did just go through a breakup, a really bad one too, and it's been on and off since. So having to deal with the emotions of that and then having to confront my depression and my anxiety and my focus issues, it's just been insane for me because I'll have moments where I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, life is absolutely horrible. And then I'll have days where I wake up and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do to make my life great? What am I going to do when I get out of this? What am I going to be doing, you know, three months from now and how happy I'll be? And what can I do to get myself further to that point of happiness? And, you know, we're, I think we're getting close, hopefully, to getting out of this quarantine. It's supposed to, they say May 15th, who knows if they'll extend that for Los Angeles or California. But I think taking the time, journaling it out, um, meditating, yoga. I've recently really gotten into law of attraction. I've started reading, which is super odd for me. I don't usually read. I think it's been so healthy. I actually don't watch much TV during this time. And I think that's funny because I used to be such a binge watcher and now I can't even focus. I'm like, I need to be doing something productive, which is funny because this is the time where you can be the least productive So it's almost given me an advantage to create all these like good and healthy habits for me for the future too. Because when we get out of this, I'll be like, hey, I have all these habits now and life is actually happening. So it's been sort of a blessing in disguise. I'm not saying that this has been enjoyable. There are days where I'm enjoying life and having fun with my roommates. I have a good amount of roommates, so we get to play games and we have dinners. We've had dress-up dinners, which is really fun. It's, it's nice to have things like that. It just makes you really thankful, I think. And so I'm just trying to see the positive in it. But man, I am so ready to be out of this. Definitely ready to just be out of quarantine and in the clubs, at the parties, live in life, music festivals all the way. I think I'm going to go to every single music festival there is when they start happening again. But yeah, I think my advice, maybe, and maybe I shouldn't even be giving advice because I don't really know much. If you're going through a breakup or if you're just dealing with mental illness or if you're, you know, even you lost someone or something, I don't know. Something rough is happening in your life and then you just got quarantined. It is a good time to confront everything internally. I mean, I've gone down all the way to childhood issues and I'm like, hey, I have these issues and I'm okay that I have these issues and it's kind of great. So I think 
it's, it's been really healthy for me, surprisingly. And I'm excited to see how strong and healthy I'll be when I come out of this. That's definitely been my experience for quarantine. Hello, hello, Dirty Girl Podcast. It's me, the girl who decided to taper her meds during quarantine, which was, as it turned out, a horrible idea. Okay, so last time I talked to you, I was off of my meds for about a week. Not off, but I had tapered down to a lower dose for about a week. And I was doing fine, honestly. Uh, And things changed. The lower the dose got, the worse I got, which makes sense. It's really hard for me to admit to myself that I am sick and that I need medication. Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with the stigma that comes with mental illness. You see, I... I have more than one. I'm, I don't know. It's, it's just, I've, I've always felt like if I only had one, then, then maybe, maybe I wouldn't feel this way, but I feel so ashamed and it's embarrassing to me. And this is something I'm really working on with myself. So my medication, as I said before, but I didn't even include the full list. It's for PTSD depression, anxiety, and dysmorphia. Without it, now that I'm on a microdose, I am crying more than I'm even able to take water in, it seems, because I have these horrible headaches that come with the crying. And I'm having these major breakdowns. My poor fiancé, he has been my rock and has really been supporting me through all of this. He's been so patient despite my constant tears and depressive states. And boy, <laughs> good for him. I guess, I guess this is love because he is, he is holding me up right now. It's not all bad news, though. I received a really lovely email from one of you listeners with suggestions for what to do and how to get my medicine. And um, because of those suggestions, I actually know what I'm going to do going forward. I have a game plan. Actually, um, I didn't mention this in the last episode because this was neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Words are hard right now. (laughs) Don't mind me. Um, But actually, my bank account was compromised during all of this. And I lost over $1,000, and I also simultaneously lost my health insurance because I couldn't pay for it because for some reason, my income supposedly was changed, and therefore, it became more expensive. I don't really understand, but I lost my health insurance because I couldn't pay the bill. Good news is the bank just last week the end of last week, recuperated all of my money. Praise be to the almighty powers above because I can, I just, you know, financial struggles on top of all of this, it's, it's a lot for me and it might not be a lot for a normal person, but my mind is wired differently and I process things a little bit differently and what may seem more dramatically. 
So with that said, money in my bank account. I am moving forward with the plan to go online and to get myself my medicine, to get a doctor's appointment, talk to the doctor, be completely honest about what I've been experiencing and get treated for it because I can't do this alone and I need help. And it hurts more than I'll ever be able to express that I do need help. Um, But I do. So that's where I'm at. Um, I hope that this teaches some people out there. There are options if you think that you can't get into the doctor and get your medication refilled. If your medication is important, which, you know, most medications, prescriptions are, then... um, you know, feel free to reach out to Heather at Dirty Girl Podcast and she can connect you to me and, and I will, what's the word for it? Uh, pay it forward. Just like one of you listeners did for me, I will do for you and give you those options for getting your medicine. So thank you so much for listening to my update. I hope this finds you well. I hope you're stinking up the world with your stinky pits, your stinky breath, and your stinky you-know-what, just like I am. Thanks, everyone. Huge, huge thank you to all of our listeners and friends who sent in voice memos. We loved hearing from you. We loved having you share your little slice of quarantine experience with us. You are so loved. We're going to get through this. Please wash your hands and wear face masks and don't be dumb. Don't go to the beach. Stay at home. Please. Dirty Girl is produced by me, Heather Ann Gottlieb, along with Cameron Taggy, Tristan Bankston, and Alex Salem. We are distributed by the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. Our logo was designed by Kevin Laughlin. 